What's happening guys, it's Peter here. And I know a lot of people out there talking about financial coaching uh, as a career. And one of the things that I will tell you is that yes, I do this full time, but I have been doing it for years now. Um, I spent many years in financial services prior to this. So I came in pretty well equipped to do financial coaching. And then over you know five or six years of doing this, I have continued to uh, build up my business and also uh, do this professionally for various companies and paying clients. And one of the things that I will tell you is that the market here is becoming somewhat like life coaching. So I would say that there is a saturation of life coaches. There are more life coaches right now, I think, than potential clients. And there are some people, the early movers, the people that got into this business uh, very early in their career, built up a client base, uh, picked uh, you know executives to work with, picked up the, the high uh, income people, and really started making a good business of it. And I think a lot of those people are doing it right and also training people on it. But I think it's actually really, really hard to make a career out of it right now. One, because of the hourly rates. I think there's a lot of pressure on those to start coming down. I think in the coaching world, 150 or $100 an hour used to be pretty typical. But now with more and more supply in the market, that hourly rate is coming down quite a bit. In fact, I see more people than not telling me that they aren't charging their clients anything. And they usually chalk it up or excuse it by saying, hey, I'm just trying to get some financial coaching under my belt. I'm trying to get some you know, testimonials. I am just trying to cut my teeth and learn about this business and learn about uh, financial matters and, and personal finance and some of the tools and things like that. And that's all well and good. But the reality is what you're doing is you're bringing down the price point for everyone and it's putting pressure on the hourlies that financial coaches can charge. Now, my point about this is that when you get into it and you hear that there are people charging $100 or $150 an hour, one of my first questions would be, how long have you been doing it? What's the process that you've been doing it? And there are a lot of people that make over six figures like me doing this, but I don't think that's the norm. And in fact, here's my advice. If you want to get into financial coaching, maybe you're very talented at it. Maybe you have a lot of experience that's going to be useful on it. And maybe, you know, you feel really passionate about it. But stop. Don't quit your job. Do this as a side hustle. Because I bet, I bet most people that you're going to work with are going to be employed. And so most of the financial coaching you're going to do is after hours or on the weekends. And that means that you can have a job just like they do during the day. And I will bet you that that job will keep you alive and put food on the table and cover most of your expenses and maybe even help you save and put money away for retirement. And that financial coaching, if you do it right, can bring in some additional income. But what I think you will not be able to do is no matter what you're making in your job, whether you think it's a lot or you don't think it's much, I bet that over years of trying to build your financial coaching business, you won't replace your salaried income or the wages you're making hourly. I bet you're gonna make more money doing that than most financial coaches will ever hit in their lifetime. And there's a few reasons for this. One, it is not strict business building in, the, in um, a passive income sense. So adding clients will typically mean that they will fade away, they will uh, fall out of your business at some point because hopefully you're doing what you need to do. You're making them self-efficacious, right? You're giving them the tools and the education and the habits so that they can go out and do this on their own without you. So if you're doing it right, hopefully you are losing clients, which is actually really important because if you're not and they're sticking with you forever, it means that now they uh, see you as a crutch, right? So what we want is people to come back to us and refer to or refer us, but what we don't 
want them to do is need us because then we're really not making them self-efficacious, all right? So that's one thing. And that means that everyone you bring in is gonna have a glide path out at some level. And for many of us, I think that means that some of these relationships only last a few sessions, some of them last a few years, but they usually don't persist forever. And if anything, they, they start getting spaced out, even the ones that last a long time. So on one hand, if even as you bring in clients, you're always having this diminishing uh, book of business. So you're always kind of chasing that first new sale. And so it's really hard to kind of catch the wind on this. It's not like a business like asset management or investment management or even real estate investing where um, you're going to always have that recurring revenue. So it's a really tough business to be in. I think anyone, not just financial coaching, but in almost any coaching space, you can see that uh, there are a lot of struggles. There's a lot of people in the space and it's pushing the prices down. So one, I bet you're overestimating how much you can make uh, on an hourly basis. And then the second piece of it is that I bet you're underestimating how much effort is going to go into business building, sales, networking, uh, doing the pre-work and the post-work of uh, a session. And so you may say, hey, I'm giving someone an hour or two hours of my time and I'm bringing in 100 to 200 bucks, but that's not your real hourly rate, right? You've got to take in that revenue and look at all the time you spent. And that's really what you're getting paid for that time. And I think if you're honest about it, uh, most people will see that they're making maybe less than minimum wage. So you could go out there and drive an Uber or load boxes at UPS or whatever and probably make more money, which isn't the only reason to do this. But if you think that you're going to be netting 100 or $150 an hour, I think that's um, a time that's past us. Some people will when they're, they're really referable, they get great accolades, but I think most people really should start this as a side hustle. Uh, solve your income problem and your solve your income needs with your main job and let yourself build this up and then take a temperature check at six months and one year and 18 months and two years you know and see how you're really doing because i feel and i have seen a lot of people leave their corporate jobs go into this and then just flame out and really it's it's ironic that people uh, that are supposed to be giving good financial advice are making really, really bad financial decisions. So think of it as a side hustle. Try it as a side hustle. I'd really encourage you to do that. And if you can make it work and if you're getting more business than you know what to do with, then you can start making some decisions. And I have some criteria on how you can decide when a side hustle should become a full-time gig. Uh, but I think most people will never reach that. And if you can find a happy medium of your main gig and a side hustle gig, I think that can be really sustainable and help you get to financial freedom as well. So that's it.